your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome to another Rope Drop on Deck. Today we have a special guest, but first, Michelle, we are not at Disneyland. How does that make you feel? No, we're not, Doug, and I feel crappy. We were supposed to be in Disneyland, but Southwest has other plans, as in we're just not going to fly airplanes for the rest of the year. That's their new plan. I think that's got to be it because there's no rhyme or reason to this crap. It's a bold strategy for an airline not to fly airplanes, but they're going to do it. They're they're working with it. So um, we're going to get into a trip report from Joe from backtothemouse.com. That's what we got on the docket today. But first, an Apple podcast review. Love the new Rope Drop content. Five stars by C.G. Witwer. I, I think I got it. I'm a big fan of the original Rope Drop show and episodes that include the host wives are always my favorites. Excited to have this new show to fill my ears. Now we just need a Derek and Madison show. Dot, dot, dot. There you go. There is the review of today or review for today. So thank you for leaving those five star reviews. We appreciate those. If you don't have five stars, just uh, email us, contact us, let us know what we should work on before leaving a review. I don't know. Just a little you know, feedback. Always good. We're getting used to this. We're learning, aren't we, Michelle? Yeah. And I'm not used to being with you all the time on these. So <sighs> all the togetherness. Yep. Extra. And because we're tired of the togetherness. We're bringing on a guest. Thank goodness. Yes. We're welcoming on as the first ever guest on Rope Drop on Deck, a man that really needs no introduction. He's a blogger with a passion for cruising, Disney and Royal. It's Joe from backtothemouse.com. Welcome aboard, Joe. Thanks. It's great to be here with you guys. All right, Joe. Well, why don't you give a little bit of your background on cruising? Uh, So... We started cruising as a family in 2013, uh, and the very first cruise we did was a Disney cruise to Alaska on The Wonder. Um, I think we had had people try to talk us into cruising before that, but we decided that we really weren't cruise people, and we didn't really want to lay on a beach, and uh, what would we do anyway? Um, And then I was listening to um, a podcast uh, sitting in my office, and they started talking about the, uh, an Alaska cruise that they did. And I thought, well, how bad could it really be? I would be in Alaska, and I could, you know, get off at the ports and go see Alaska if we didn't like cruising. So, um, seventeen cruises later, I think uh, I think we're I take that back. Eighteen cruises later, seventeen on DCL and one on Royal. I think we're uh, we're we're pretty much on board with cruising. You've been sold. All right, so. I thought you've done more on Royal, only one, but I know you enjoyed that significantly. He had right? another one booked, but COVID said, oh. no, thank you. I had, I think I had two. I had a spring break cruise two. booked. Yeah. And I had, I had a beautiful three week uh, trip planned out to uh, Spain, all throughout Italy and a, and a lovely med cruise on Anthem of the Seas. And sadly, none of that happened. Yep. Stupid, stupid COVID and the cruise line cancellations. All right. Well, you're definitely an expert. Plenty of cruising. Great blog. If you haven't ever checked out backtothemouse.com, definitely go over and check that out while you listen. Lots of great uh, cabin reviews. Lots of good pictures. And I particularly like the trip reports. They're my favorite. Very detailed. Very uh, logistically orientated. 
I like the rooms, like looking at the photos of the rooms, which we always send him our photos of our rooms. But I like to visualize a room before I go into it and mm-hmm. know if there's any weird, quirky things in it. They all have weird, quirky things on cruise ships. They all do. Yeah, another another popular set of poster menus. People love looking at the menus, uh, food pictures uh, to go with the menus as well. Okay, menus. Also, the ten cheapest cruises per night on DCL is one thing that you do too. Yeah, those will come out uh, the first through the fourth of every month for all the different uh, stateroom categories. Awesome. Okay, There's, I didn't know those were on a schedule. I did. I'm. I don't. I don't read enough, evidently. Nope. All right, let's let's move on to the nautical word of the day. Today, it's forward. Michelle, what is the definition of forward? The forward of a ship is just as it sounds. It's the most forward side at the front of a cruise facing the bow. That's it. Okay. So it's the front, people. It's the front. As a former sailboat racer that sat in the back of the sailboat, we called that the pointy end of the boat. There you go. You're heading towards the pointy end. You're heading forward. So last week we did aft, which is the rear end, and now forward, which is the front end. What, am I not supposed to say rear end? I don't know. It just sounds weird. <laughs> the rear end of the ship. Well, you know, it is what it is. Just a middle schooler or something. I don't know. I'm a middle schooler at heart, folks. I can't help it. So we got the forward. We have aft. Now that means we can move on to bigger terms next week. Be ready for that. So our nautical word of the day. On to the news. Basically, Carnival Cruise Line has already announced that they're going to slow down ordering new ships where they expect zero new ships in 2026 and beyond that they're really going to limit what they do they're going to be more committed to using our expected cash flow strength to repair the balance sheets over time and will be disciplined and rigorous in making new build decisions accordingly <laughs> so carnival is going to be more so so what were they doing before this is building <laughs> crap so they've maybe they had the southwest model and they were about to fail Right. So here's um, like they have left on the order books right now um, through 2025 is the Carnival Jubilee, Cunard's Queen Anne, Sun Princess, another princess new build yet to be named and the Seaborn Pursuit. So it's, they have a ton of ships coming, but let's also keep in mind they have 10 brands and a fleet of 100 ships right now. That's a lot. Notice what they did not say that they're going to be committed to. Um, they say they were going to repair the balance sheet, not their current ships. <laughs> so not maintenance. So, yeah, Carnival, not building new ships. Also, Joe, didn't you see a story about someone investing in shampoo? Investing in shampoo? Yeah, like they were stealing <laughs> the shampoo out of the, the, the wall-mounted um things so someone took because all the shampoos on the wall like dcl does it right so they took their own bottle on and they pumped it full i think it, i think it was uh it was um i give credit where credit is due i thought it was a i thought it was a doug uh parker i'm gonna get his name wrong. doug parker story where uh carnival was remind I, I think it was carnival was reminding their uh guests not to steal the shampoo out of the uh either the guest rooms or the state rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then you had seen something about the, about the entrees. Yes. Yeah, so the you entrees can order, at dinner? 
order in main dining as many entrees as you want on Carnival. When you get to your third entree, which, I mean, that's impressive, folks. You need three entrees. There's a $5 fee for that third entree. So it's to curb, you know, costs, right? So many people sit down like, I'll take one of everything. They're not going to eat all that. They don't even want all Royal doing that too? Royal's current cost-cutting that they're experimenting with on one ship for two weeks is only one like room service a day not like food but like cleaning so you don't get a turn down at night you're just getting the one time where the host comes in your room cleans it and leaves no turn down means no chocolates why would i even go how how would you get the secondary sleeping arrangements (laughs) put out and you just leave a key and you do it on your own right i don't know cutting it's I'm sure they said it was an experiment, and I'm pretty sure they'll get feedback. I don't remember what ship it was or if it's even happened yet. Um, It was far enough out to where they were warning people through email that, hey, we're going to test this on your crew. So I'm sure they got feedback before people even arrived. I would not have been happy. Mm -hmm. I need my chocolates. Uh, My feedback will be be I will not book on those ships. (laughs) (laughs) What other ships are not offering this reduction in service? (laughs) So lots of ships looking for ways to cut corners right now. Not so much cut corners, but cut costs. Uh, One other thing Carnival is doing is they've changed some hours of their um, food service. So like their pizza type place is closing a half hour earlier. Things are closing a half hour. Kind of like on the Wish, the ice cream closes half hour earlier. Hmm. Yeah, it's not good. So there you go. There's the news. Uh, if you're looking to cruise Carnival in 2026, it's not going to be on a brand new ship. So that that's the the news on Rope Drop on deck because we bring you yesterday's news next week. So there you go. All right, time for the trip report. Joe, you just got back. You're looking tan. You actually flew on a plane while planes were still working um, <laughs> before Christmas. So. What ship did you go on and why? Well, I, I will I will get to the flight back once we once we uh, get to the part about getting off the ship because many of my shipmates are still in Florida. Um, we chose uh, a, a very merry time uh, five night on the Disney Dream out of Miami uh, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, one is is that it was at the correct time of the year. Uh, I have one kid that's in college and one that's in high school. And so none of their breaks line up except for summer uh, and Christmas breaks pretty much. And this cruise left um, Monday the 21st, no, the 19th. Was that a Monday? Now I'm getting all my details wrong. I believe it left on, I believe it left on Monday uh, the 19th, and it got back on the 24th, which was Christmas Eve, which was Saturday. Um, so the reason we picked it was it, it just fell at the right time. It was a double dip at Castaway, uh, which we enjoy. Um, and while we – this is was only our second sailing on the Dream. Uh, we like the Dream class ships. Uh they have a little bit more amenities on board. The verandas are the right price uh, in terms of they're they're not that much more expensive than the inside rooms versus on the older ships where there's a, a much larger price difference um, between the 
uh, Ocean View staterooms and the veranda staterooms. And you hadn't been on the Dream for a while because it was just doing those three and four nighters, right? And you're not a fan of those? No, not at all. We d- we did do one three night on the Dream, and while there's nothing wrong with it, I don't want to, I don't want to fly. I mean, for for us getting to Florida is a, a two two and a half hour flight, but I don't want to go down there, get on the ship, have the room unpacked, and then turn around more or less two days later and repack it back up. Like we we like to get into the room, unpack, and 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 have a nice cruise. In fact, our last cruise over the summer was a nine night, which which was pretty much perfect. If uh, longer is always better. Our kids think nine nights should be the bare minimum. Now. I prefer those as well. I don't pack or unpack, so it's, I don't have that problem. Someone else does it for me. I'm like a child. I didn't even mind doing laundry on the night-night. That was fine. So It was actually kind of interesting. Yeah. We learned a lot about other people Yeah. while doing laundry. I will say that we managed to take probably more stuff on our five-night than we did on our nine-night. And I, I don't know how yet. Maybe it was because it was cold going down and cold coming back. Um, as opposed to warm the whole time. So, uh, but um, I'm sure there's a there's a there's a puzzle there to be solved. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I could see. I think we've taken more on a three night cruise than like a nine night cruise as well. We have at not least once. We have not at least once. We've only done one nine night cruise. So there you go. We didn't take that much on it. <laughs> so Joe, how did you get to the ship? Um, we flew out of. We flew out of. Dulles Airport, which although it's a United hub, we actually took an American Airlines flight and we flew to Charlotte. And then from Charlotte, we went to Miami. We did that because I had a bunch of American miles to use up and I knew we were going to fly back on United. Uh, so it's easier just to fly out of Dulles. And, and we we took our car, we parked it at the airport there. We were originally going to take a cab there and a cab back. And <clears throat> we thought maybe the storm would would cause problems and we it make a long story short i need a place for my cat sitter to park so we took a car with us so she could park in our covered parking spot um so we as i said we left out of dulles landed in charlotte no problems got on our other plane no problem southwest please take notes uh and got and got to miami i believe we got there around it was like three in the afternoon, and um, I was planning on taking a cab, but as I told Doug right before uh, we left, I found out that the taxi pricing in Miami changed over the summer. They used to have zones, so it was a certain amount to go from the airport to the port or from the airport to South Beach, um, but they got rid of the zones, and they just went to standard uh, you know, metered fares. Um, and I had no idea how much it was going to cost me to get to South Beach. So we actually got a Lyft, and it was the first time I had used Lyft. I'd used Uber a lot, but I'd never used Lyft before. Uh, but Derek had shown me the way from our rope drop trip in September, where he took the Derek. Lyft. I, you know what? Derek's, Derek's Lyft picked us up in like a minute and had us to uh, – French Quarter in no time. So I thought, well, I, I might as well try Lyft. So so we took a Lyft, and and sure enough, someone popped right up. Uh, we loaded our four large bags into the back of this, I think it was a minivan, and we were off to our hotel, which was, I don't remember the, the main road that's right next to the beach on South Beach. I want to say it was like the A1A or something. 
Sure. But we stayed at a, a Hilton resort there, um, checked into the hotel. It was really nice. Uh, we went up and, and laid out by the pool. The weather was, it wasn't, it wasn't warm by Miami standards, but it was warm by uh, Washington, D.C. standards. Um, so we hung out there for a while, and then uh, we went and got dinner close by, picked up some dessert, and then went to bed so we could um, – actually, I think we walked out on the beach, too. It was very windy, uh, so we could get ready for the next day. And the next day, we woke up. Uh, we had an 11 a.m. port arrival time and boarding group three, thanks to a functioning Disney IT system. Um, <laughs> for once. Well, the, when we checked in for our summer cruise, it was a disaster. I mean, I think I spent 90 minutes uh, trying to check in at uh, midnight. And for this cruise checking in, it was it was eight minutes, maybe tops, and we were done. Um, it has done. So, definitely gotten better over the last couple months. Yes, I will. Uh, as much as I complained about them, I will I will praise them for improving it recently. And so I wanted to get to the port around... 10 30 10 40 so we could we could get in relatively early to check for upgrades uh so i thought well if the uber picks or the lyft picks us up at 10 that we should be to the port by 10 30. little did i know that they were doing construction on the bridge that goes to the port uh and it was down to one lane and the tunnel that also leads to the port they periodically shut it because there was too much traffic on the cruise uh, on the island that the cruise cruises leave from where the cruise terminals are. Uh So we sat at this closed tunnel for 30 minutes uh, while our Lyft driver who um, knew enough English to tell me that it would be okay. And this this was the place to wait (laughs) Uh, despite the sign saying, that the tunnel was closed and we should go a different way. He said, no, we'll wait here. And and I give him a lot of credit. He was absolutely correct. We got to the, uh, we got to the terminal, I think around maybe 1050. So what should have been a 30 minute drive turned into a 50, 55 minute drive. Uh, we got there. There's no line at the terminal. Now, if you've ever been to the Disney terminal at Miami and maybe we just showed up atrociously early, uh, there's normally a long line outside. Um, and I think, as it turns out, the reason that there wasn't a long line was because no one could get onto the cruise terminal <laughs> islands because the bridge was shut down. The people that were on the Disney transportation buses from the Disney hotel were stuck in that traffic back up, too. So <clears throat> we walked into the cruise terminal. They We went through the security. There was no, no real way to the security. They uh, before. Was it before this? Before the security, they look at your no. In Miami, after the security, they looked at your passports just to make sure it was fine. Um, uh, we checked for an upgrade, and they said the ship was full. And then they put us up into the waiting hall. It used to be where they did the the uh, where you would wait after the COVID testing, but of course they don't have any more of the COVID testing. So we waited for them to start calling boarding groups, which didn't take too long. I think we got on. I think they started calling the boarding groups at 11:45, but even then that hall wasn't full and normally it would be packed to the gills with people yeah, so i think is. a lot of people got, got stuck in in the traffic so if you are going out of miami anytime soon you might want to depart a little bit earlier uh for the terminal great tip when you first got on board what was the very first thing you guys went to do 
normally we would have done our virtual muster drill, but instead <laughs> we waited till later. We waited till later to share it with thousands of our new friends while um, while taking in the skyline of Miami. And it, it was it was a beautiful day. It actually was the weather was really nice. Um, anyway, when we got on board, uh, we always go to the sit down lunch as opposed to Cabana's. Although it's sad because then we can't enjoy the Alden uh, Memorial uh, Crab Claw yeah. before yeah. every cruise. You got to get that so crab we, claw. Uh, yeah, and just set it on the plate. Uh, anyway, so we headed off to Animators, which where they were having the sit-down lunch. And uh, we had lunch there. I think um, the Crab Claw is like his um, sacrifice to Poseidon or something, or Triton, I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, his little gift it's to keep the the gods of the seas happy. Or, I don't I don't know. Anywho. Did he do that on your recent cruise? On the Wish? No, because I don't think he could. Well, one, we, we didn't, didn't go, go to Marceline's because it's It's just awful. insane. Um, so we ate on the deck like the burritos and stuff and barbecue so yeah so we still survive yeah, you're sleep. lucky you re- you're lucky you returned from the open Fine. ocean without that crab claw sacrifice yeah we really are we really are so first thing was was some lunch um that's a good a good call michelle Questions? yeah yeah i mean i prefer cabanas i think on on the dream fantasy mm-hmm. for that but um now that I'm scarred from Marceline, I might I might go to sit down. I you're not a fan of the sit down lunches though, are you? No, they're just too standard for me. Sorry. I don't mind. I will say at this I, I will say at this point that the menu I'm I'm very familiar with the sit down lunch menu at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't change much. No. No, it's 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 good. It's just yeah. The, none of the menus change very much. So what did you have for dinners then? Or what was your rotational dining? Actually, we ended up back in Animators that night. And then we had uh, Enchanted Garden twice, uh, Royal Palace, and then back in Animators. Any uh, highlights stick out? Uh, from the dinners? Um, no. Uh, I had heard... Uh, bad stories recently about service on the dream, but I will say that we never um, we never had any issues with our service team. Uh, both of them were really good, um, you know, very prompt, professional. Uh, the food uh, came out; it was it was good. Um, we didn't get any dishes that were cold or anything like that, so no complaints whatsoever about the the food service. You know, the At all. people recently saying like the food isn't been as good or there's been issues on the dream in particular. I don't I wonder what direction when I know somebody that goes on a cruise and they say they didn't like the food in the main dining room. I often wonder if it's because it wasn't cheeseburgers and pizza or if it wasn't Palo. I often wonder which way on the spectrum did they expect? Like it was too fancy for them or it wasn't fancy enough. Do you know what I mean? In no. our, in our group, I, I saw people, I saw people complain that they didn't like any of the food, um, but they didn't say why. Uh, I know someone who was recently on the dream that described an experience that was not like yours on the wish the first time you went where your table was off in the middle of nowhere, but where the servers just forgot about them mm. and, and, 
they had a, I mean, they just had a really bad experience in terms of, of their server team and they talked to their head server and the head server blew them off, which at that point I would, I would reappear at guest services because right. that's not, that's not the standard they're trying to set. Um, uh, but for you know, but for a variety of reasons, you know, this person described a, a pretty bad experience that they had. But but again, as I said, I, we didn't have a bad experience, and no one else in the cruise group that I, I noticed uh, talked about having a you know bad server team. Uh, they just didn't like some of the food for whatever reason. I guess since this is our first like Disney cruise trip report on this podcast, I, I guess we should explain ro- uh, rotational dining. So Disney is unique and they have rotational dining, meaning you actually move um, different restaurants each night. You'll find your rotational dining in the Disney Cruise Line app because um, you'll be assigned a specific restaurant to start in. And then the next night you go to a different one. Your dining team, your assistant server, server and head server actually move with you. So, you know, they know you by the end of the cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in some other cruise lines. You might have the same servers, but you're going to be in the same seat, exact seat, exact table, exact room every night of like a seven night cruise. So you get to move around. Yeah, that's why we like Disney. That's one of the one of the many reasons why we enjoy cruising on Disney. And so there's some entertainment during some of the dining, like uh, Animator's Palette. You got Crush that comes and talks to you. Um, did you get to do the illustration the second night? No, we did have uh, we did have Crush the first night, although we were kind of in the center, and so we didn't get um, any any direct interaction with Crush. But we have in the past. Um, the last night in Animators. Uh, Someone, in fact, asked them about the drawing, and they said that they don't do that on the dream. They had they did the uh, the standard see you real soon menu, okay. uh, but there was no drawing to it. But they do, I know they have that on uh, the fantasy and the wonder and the magic. And the magic. We did and maybe the magic, yeah, um, and and obviously not on the wish because there's no animators on the wish. Sadly. Yeah, it's a bad that's call. Another thing. Um, so you had some secondary entertainment at one of your dinners. We, I believe this was. It was not the last night, but there was a there was a family near us that I think that they must have visited Mixology or the Martini Tasting or just gone to the bar and done shots because. <laughs> at one point in the evening, my daughter looked at me and she and she she her her expression just her face just fell and I, and I looked at what she was looking at and there was a uh, older couple next to us with I think the daughter and a boyfriend and I don't know what was said but the daughter was uh, to use a nautical term three sheets to the wind and she was um, sobbing alternately and screaming at her mother um uh, uh obviously there's some undiagnosed therapy needed uh between the two of them and the boyfriend um as we like to say bless his heart he was lost because he didn't know what to do and he was saying things like well sometimes my mom says stuff to me and oh. it's really upsetting and she doesn't know that she meant that she upset me but the mom and the daughter aren't hearing this. There's a lot of crying and yelling. And then at one point, 
the, the daughter decides that she's going to remove herself from the situation and she dramatically storms out of the dining room. <laughs> um, the boyfriend leaves and follows. Now, mind you, I suspect that we were at originally at a table for eight that they separated into two tables of four. So we're really close. Yeah. <laughs> I could have stuck my finger in their soup. Let's, let's say that's how close we were. Um, and so imagine if you will, and Doug and Michelle, you, you both know me and, and my family to some extent, imagine us trying to keep a straight face while this is taking place next to us. Cause I really just want to turn and start eating popcorn and watching this go down next to me at the table. Um, uh, but, but we, we held it together. Um, the mom turns to the dad and she's incredulous that her daughter would speak to her that way. Uh, and, Meanwhile, she's pounding wine as fast as she can. The the dad has mixed drinks, and um and we got a free dinner show, which yeah. we you know we haven't had on a Disney on a, on a Disney ship in quite a while. Uh, the next night, the final night of dinner, they did not show up to dinner, which I was hoping they would patch it up. Uh, I don't know how it I don't know how it worked out. Um, no one. Hopefully got they bored. Hopefully they all uh, they if all they sat down and, and talked talk through it. So that was that was a um, that was the best thing I've seen at dinner, I think, in quite some time. <laughs> and and you know, along with that, I will say, if you go to Mixology and you're not a professional drinker, you should pace yourself it's because rough. it's like it it can be like twelve to fifteen shots in an hour. So, you know, if you're not a professional, pace yourself, just taste the drinks. Uh, I might have found that out before, maybe. That's the, Same here. That's the only dinner I've ever missed on a, on a Disney cruise. part of it's because I was like, I can't have this. You can. Ha-. And then you did like one of mine. I think we both gave away our last. I don't know, but I love dinner. Like they brought it to me on a tray later and, and i was, I was like, like the last thing my wife wants is to smell this food in the stateroom right now but the servers are so insistent like so oh michelle is not here we need to feed michelle we gotta feed michelle need the five stars you gotta feed michelle needless and, to say i have not done another mixology class no i'm good <laughs> i i think the first time we did mixology i did make it to dinner and i think i made it all the way through dinner um I learned after that one, and the second time we did it, my wife didn't make it all the way through dinner. <laughs> um, and then now, now when we do the drinking classes, we, you know, I taste each drink and I finish one of them, and and that's it. Smart. Um, that's a good tip. A pearl of wisdom from Joe. Yes. I have to Miami. So, early, taste the drink, finish one. Really stacking up to be. Good. Or. Or just go straight to bed after mixology. <laughs> the night's over at three o'clock or whatever think, time you got. I think we it. did ours at like one. Like we did it after we ate at Palo. Yeah, that was bad. We were so full already. So what other food like did you eat non-dinner? Like did you do breakfast in cabanas? You go to sit down breakfast or lunches on the ship? Any other food highlights? Uh, we did a room service breakfast before uh we had an excursion um that's pretty much a continental breakfast um and that was fine that was was what we needed uh we went to cabanas uh 
two or three times. I'll say that um, the Cabana's breakfast is not what it once was. They seem to have really narrowed down the choices that they had, uh, even from from not just before COVID, but from COVID as well. Uh, we t- we took two cruises when they had all the restrictions in place, and and I thought that they had more stuff at breakfast then than they do uh, than they do now. It was very uh, I thought limited in what they had, but uh, we still went up there. We got we got what we wanted, and it worked out fine. And Doug, much to your uh, regret they still can't cook eggs. Uh, why is that? I don't understand. <sighs> I think they just need to leave them on the on the grill or whatever they cook them on longer to just get hair. more. I don't know whether they're reconstituting them or they're actually fresh eggs. But do they? I'm I'm sure that they know that heat will cause the water in these things to <laughs> evaporate and they will form a solid, not a liquid. Um. um. It's just amazing how consistent the eggs are across the fleet. All five ships for consistently the bad. Yeah. Yeah. Consistency is amazing. All right. So really no other food highlights other than it was good. Um, uh, we did we did do we did uh Palo Brunch on the Sea Day. Uh this was the first time that all my kids could go to Palo Brunch. Uh they enjoyed that. And we also skipped the pirate menu. And we went to Remy dinner, uh, which was a long experience, but everyone also liked that. So the kids found something they enjoyed at Palo and Remy. Yes. No, no complaints whatsoever. Everyone, uh, everyone really enjoyed it. I don't see that happening with Samantha. I don't either. No. So your youngest is how old? 17? She just turned 18. No, she just turned 18. Now, actually she, She's had Palo food before, but has not been to Palo. We when we yes. sailed on our last, yeah, yeah. When we sailed uh, in January, we upgraded to the Royal Suite on the Magic, and they brought Palo to her room. She got to try it then, so she was ready to actually go in to Palo and and try the food. Yeah, very cool. Cool. And um, you could get it because there's not too many concierges. On the all. ship, taking it all like the wish. I really want to go on the dream now. I know. Mm. Okay. Ports and excursions. You went to Castaway twice, which is Disney's private island. As you mentioned, it's a double dip, as they call it. And also Nassau. What, uh, anything exciting other than just laying on a beach? So the first time on Castaway, we all headed over to Serenity Bay, which was, uh, as I said, uh, since everyone's 18 and over, we could all go over to Serenity Bay uh, finally. So we went over there. It was pretty much empty. Um, I would say half the beach had no one on it and half the beach was a quarter full. So it was pretty enjoyable. Uh, very quiet. Uh, there were some stingrays swimming around in the water. Um, the uh, we had lunch over there as well. The lunch is a little bit, I would say, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, they had steaks as well as there was something else they were serving over there, but I can't remember what it was. Um, so that's pretty much what we did uh, on Serenity Bay. We actually ran into. Um, a server that we'd had before years and years ago 
uh, and we didn't know where she had ended up and she was now on the dream. So we were, I actually emailed Michelle. I don't remember if I did it when we were off the ship or still on the ship to request her for our next cruise. No, still on the um, ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, it. Yeah. um, yeah, well, I've shown up before and, and found servers on board that we had before. And they're like, well, you need to tell us before you get on board. I'm like, how am I supposed to know before I get on right. board the ship that this individual is on the ship? Yeah. Like I, I saw them in the dining room for, for boarding lunch. I'm now coming to you. You don't print my menu. You don't print my uh, diet rotation on my card or my table number anymore. So you just click in the computer and all of a sudden, poof, I have a different dining rotation. So how hard is it? Um, but anyway, after, uh, I'm trying to remember what we did after lunch. I think we just laid on the beach some more. And then after a while, we took the tram back to the Pelican's Plunge tram stop. And we looked in all the ships and slowly made our way back to the ship. Uh, and my uh, daughters had signed up for the rainforest room spa treatment thing. They got the pass for the entire sailing. So they went back into the rainforest room and and uh, used those amenities that were in there. The next day was Nassau, and I can count the number of times I've been off the boat at Nassau on, on two fingers, and this was cruise number 17. <laughs> There's has never been much at Nassau that I really, like through the excursions that I ever wanted to do. Uh, we've gotten off the ship and just walked around. Um, we've been to the straw market. Uh, we took funny pictures in front of Senior Frogs. Uh, it's nothing against Nassau. There's just, you know, it, it, we don't we don't like to snorkel because I drowned when I snorkel. So uh, I try to keep that to a minimum. I don't remember how much before the cruise, maybe a week or two before the cruise. I was just was clicking around. I was actually looking for a cabana on castaway even though they never they never reappear one did appear but you couldn't actually book it so it was just a horrible tease oh um, but as i was scrolling through the port excursions on Nassau, i ran across a what was it called it was called the blue lagoon segway beach safari and i blocked out the beach safari part and focused on the segway part now We've segued in St. Lucia and we segued in Antigua and we just loved it. Like, like we can all do it. It's, it's fun to do. I keep trying to talk um, Michelle into a segway tour and she keeps saying no. I will fall. I'm afraid of those things. That and snorkeling. If, <laughs> if we, if the four of us can stand up on a segway, anyone can stand up on a segway. <laughs> we are not coordinated people. Um, and, and the thing will, will write itself. The only way that you can really fall off of it is if you take one foot off of it and, and then it can go bad on you. But <clears throat> I looked at this excursion and this excursion to me was expensive for segueing. We, when we segued in, I think St. Lucia and Antigua, it was, uh, it was like $129 a person, which is, <clears throat> I think it's an expensive excursion, but we really liked it. So it's like, okay, well, this is the only thing we're really spending money on on this cruise. So that and Remy dinner. But I said, well, let's just try it. I, look, I did some uh, research on it. And people's complaint about it were that it, the segueing portion was really short. But it was the only time that we're all going to get to 
actually segue anytime in the next probably year. So I thought, well, we'll just do this. It's, it, you know, it's Christmas anyway. And we booked it. Now, the excursion listed itself as having two return times. One so that the excursion was three and a half hours and one it was five and a half hours. And we didn't really want to lay on the beach, a beach in Nassau. So we're like, fine, we'll go over there. We'll segue. We'll get on the boat. We'll come back. Because there's a 30 minute, they said, a 30 minute ferry ride to get from the Nassau dock to mm-hmm. Blue Lagoon, which is, an, I, I guess it's an island. Mm-hmm. Um, so we met at the, uh, we met in the Buena Vista Theater at 9.45. We finally got off the boat and onto another smaller ferry boat. And when I say smaller, it's not a, it was not a tiny boat, right? There were no stability issues with the boat. No one uh, got, was going to get seasick on this boat. Um, but we got there at 10.45, and we, uh, we got onto the boat at 10.45, and we got to Blue Lagoon at 11.30. And as you're taking this alleged 20-minute ferry ride that was actually 45 minutes, they're pointing out everyone's expensive house as you go out there. Yes. Like, this is Oprah's house. This is uh, DJ Khalid's house. This is Beyonce's house. This is Michael Jordan's house, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we get the Blue Lagoon. By the time we get there, it's 1130. And the excursion says, you'll segue right when you get there. Well, our time for segueing was 1 o'clock. And I'm thinking... What are we going to do for an hour and a half? But they gave us they gave us food or lunch vouchers, oh. and they gave us two, two drink vouchers each. So we're like, okay, well it's eleven thirty. Let's just eat, and then by the time we're done eating, maybe it'll be closer to segueing time. So we we got the lunch. The lunch was was very well organized. The food was good. It was it was very similar to Castaway lunch. You know, it was burgers, hot dogs. I think they had veggie burgers, they had salad, corn, you know, standard castaway type lunch stuff. Uh, We had lunch, we got drinks, and then we looked in the shops for a little bit. And there's another area to it that had, uh, for lack of a better term, animal encounters. So you could swim with a dolphin. (laughs) I'm sorry? Nightmares. It's where Michelle forced me to swim with dolphins, and I don't like them. Their teeth are scary. Their teeth are scary for me. It's personal. Do you just have a problem with, with fellow mammals, Doug? Is that what it is? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so, like swimming with the dolphins. We didn't even swim. You literally well, took a picture with Stood you. next to the dolphin. Well, you could, there were people that were in the water with the dolphins. And then there was a, you know, you could stand there and watch the entire encounter. You just weren't going to touch them, which was fine with me because I don't really want to touch a dolphin. I'm not so sure. I I don't know whether the dolphins are injured and they're rehabilitated or they're just there. I, I have wrong time. That's where the dolphin was. I, I don't know. I, I. I personally have a thing with dolphins in captivity unless they're being rehabilitated, but that's just me. Uh, but you could sit there and watch them, and they seemed happy, and they were entertaining the crowds. And we went up to some other shops and looked around, and then we returned to do our segue, which was perfect time. Um, we walked up. They gave us helmets, knee pads, all that stuff. We took some practice laps. They would have you know, given you better instruction, but we told them we had done it before. 
Uh, and then we, I'm going to put air quotes around this, uh, then we segued. And by segued, we spent more time stopping and talking than we did segueing, which was not, uh, which was not the same on our other segway uh, excursions we had done, but if it was the only segueing you had done, it would have been fine. But I thought, I thought for the amount they charged and the amount of segueing you actually did, it wasn't quite, uh, it wasn't quite equitable. Uh, we did stop and go see. They had nurse sharks and uh, stingrays, so we stopped somewhere and they showed us, they showed us uh, those and how they feed them, and they they talked about uh, for a while. Uh, and then we went to an old. I don't know if it's a lighthouse or a tower or whatever, and you could go up there and taste night, take pictures. We did that, and then we segued back. So uh, it was brief, uh, and then then they told us uh, when we got back, oh no, you can't return whenever you want. You have to return on the schedule because there's you know six cruise ships or five cruise ships in Nassau today. So you know we brought people over here on a schedule, and you have to go back on a schedule. And I'm like, okay, so you're telling me now it's it's two o'clock and you're telling me I can't get back on this other boat until three 45. I have no desire to go to the beach. And we're like, okay, what are we going to do? So we decided to use our other drink uh, things and we were just sitting in the lunch area. It's, it's a covered area. So we were just sitting there and hanging out. And, um, and then all of a sudden they announced, Hey, if you're on the dream and you want to go back, you got to go to the boat landing now. So we're like, okay, well, conveniently, it was also just getting ready to thunderstorm. So uh, I think we stood on the dock for maybe a minute or two as the rain started picking up. And then we got onto the boat and the boat is covered. And then the skies just opened up. Um, and But by then we were, we were fine. We were covered. Um, and we made our way back to the ship. And we ended up getting back to the ship at like four or four fifteen, and the one supposed to depart the port at four forty five. So I don't know what the people did who stayed <laughs> until they were supposed to get on the boat because it took forever for us to get back. But that was our one and only excursion that we've ever done in the port of Nassau. <laughs> uh, and last trip to Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon's pretty. It's, yeah, it's nice, it well built. But the the logistics of it, they hold you kind of captive. You don't really get there early ever. You're on, you know, island time, so to speak. It's a nice option, um, especially if you're on a cruise and have a castaway. Yeah, I think if you wanted to swim or, you know, basically tire your children out, I think they have a lot of... uh, There's uh, one of the beaches had a lot of... uh, I don't know if you want to call it water equipment, but like Clean. floating things in the water, like obstacle inflatables, right? Uh, obstacle courses you could do, uh, things you could climb up on and jump off of. You know, there there seemed to be a, a lot of stuff to do there. Uh, I don't know whether it was included in the overall package. Um, we did get fed lunch, which was the the, the lunch was fine. Um, we did not get um, lunch. We, we didn't get lunch. We just lunch, got to yeah. look at lunch at lunchtime. Some excursions don't include. I think- yeah and i think i think that's probably also why our excursion costs more than the other segwaying we had done um but i do think that blue lagoon was a a one and done for us but it wasn't it wasn't a bad experience it was just an expensive experience yeah 
I think if we had wanted to also go to the beach and swim, I think I think it would have probably worked out just fine. So what other onboard entertainment did you do? I did notice you won something on this cruise. And I didn't know you competed for anything, Joe. I just thought you watched Funnel Vision while eating ice cream. That is my primary means of entertainment on a cruise ship. Uh, I don't like to be part of the entertainment. But, um, and I will say, uh, I'll make this one comment about Funnel Vision. I don't know who's responsible for scheduling Funnel Vision, but why do you show Moana and Frozen during the middle of Castaway Key Day, right? You don't need to do that. You mm-hmm. can do that. Oliver and company time. On the sea day, or you do it at four o'clock on Castaway Key Day, Castaway Key Day right? You can don't put don't put movies that people don't really want to see during prime funnel vision time that's when you put the popular ones you put frozen on uh you put mulan on you put you know there's so many good choices and they just mess it up i I don't understand why they can't do more with that uh but that's enough complaining about funnel vision even though i did watch some um, they they had things that we did not go see, and those were the main uh, shows in the theater. Uh, because, with the exception of the Beauty and the Beast show, we've seen Believe and Dreams uh, numerous times. So we normally take that time to uh, you, you know use the amenities on the ship, mainly the aqueduct, or we sit and we watch Funnel Vision, or We'll go to trivia or, or what have you. But <clears throat> speaking of trivia, we participated in more trivia than uh, I know what to do with. Another reason. One member of our family. One member of our family is really good at trivia, and and so out of twenty five questions, she'll normally answer most of them, and I'll contribute one answer, and maybe someone else will manage another answer. And for days and days and days, we would come in second place. We would have we would have 23 points, and the winner would have 24 uh, on numerous occasions. And it, it was it was really it was really defeating until the uh, what day was that? I don't know if it was the C day. Uh, we had just lost. I forgot what we lost for the the tenth time. Maybe it was Pixar trivia. I noticed that they had an 18 to 20 trivia contest in the champagne bar. And I said, hey, if you go to this, the odds are no one else in that age group is going to show up because they'll be off doing other things. They're not going to show up and do, I think it was Heroes Trivia. So they said, okay. So my daughters went off to the 18 to 20 thing and they kept texting us and saying, no one's here. No one's here. We're going to win this by default. And then we went in there, I think with five minutes left to see what they were doing. And um, another group of 18 to 20 year olds showed up. I said, well, we'll leave so you guys can compete with them. And then they texted us three minutes later and said, all of the 18 to 20 year olds just showed up. So they were concerned that they weren't going to win this. But they said they they said that they won. I think they got like out of 40 questions, they got like uh 26 and the next group had like 13 so they they easily crushed it 
<clears throat> and they walked away with their medals. Nice. Uh, and then, and then the store of knowledge also played. Uh, what's the game? Who wants to be a musketeer? Where they essentially hand you a medal as much as they can, and she also won that. But but uh, I, uh, in 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 full disclosure, I offered no contribution to any of the medals that were won, other than by watching Funnel Vision. <laughs> now, I do, if I say so myself, hold a unique record on Disney Cruise Line. I've won the family trivia contest and got no correct answers uh, during our sailing during one of our other sailings. So no one has beaten that record yet. <laughs> How do you win by getting no? You're just by yourself. You show up. Uh, to the very first trivia that they have on a cruise with very limited capacity. No one else shows up because the trivia is at noon and you boarded very early. Um, and they they look at you and go, are you here for the trivia? And you go, yes. And they go, listen, uh, we want to practice. So can you just do the questions? And uh, we said, sure, as long as no one else comes in, we'll get up and do the questions because as you guys know, I don't like to be a part of my own entertainment. I like other people to entertain me, especially when I'm paying money for it. But since no one else was in there, we went up, we went through the the questions and, you know, they're asking, uh, they asked my kid questions. How would I answer these questions? And they asked me how she would answer these questions. And we got zero, but we walked away with winner's medals. And that's what's important. That is what's important. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. So I will also say the other thing of note that we did was we went to the I took my children to the Match Your Mate show. Under, and if you haven't been been to that, it's like the old newlywed game. And my children, under penalty of death, were not to volunteer their mother and I for this game. Right. And they didn't understand at first. Until they got into the questions, and then my children understood. And there were people from that show that we noticed the rest of the cruise because of the various answers that they gave. Uh-huh. And because I'm assuming this is a family-friendly show, I'm not going to talk about the questions, nor will I talk about the answers, other than to say the state capital steps on the 4th of July sounds like a really uncomfortable place. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Oh, and, and that's the show on the Wish they hold in Luna, where they have like windows looking into it. You can just walk on by; anybody could hear and see. That that's the part that yeah. blows my mind about the Wish. I will uh, say, I will say that the the couple that answered the questions in the most unique way were horrified to learn that they were answering these questions in that way. Um, but it was good. We also saw, in in terms of people providing their own entertainment, there was a a new game show that I hadn't seen before based upon the movie, is it Inside Out? With the emotions and the core Mm -hmm. memories. Yeah. And so they had two families facing off against each other, and they encouraged the families to ask the audience if they didn't know. And one family didn't know who the two evil stepsisters were for Cinderella. She knew Drizella, but she didn't know the other one. So they asked the audience. The audience informed her of who the other one was. And the lady in the family turned to the audience and said, 
no, that's not the right answer. You guys don't know what you're talking about. And I've never seen a crowd on a Disney Cruise turn on a family <laughs> so quickly and refuse to provide them any other answers to anything else. <clears throat> the father of this family at that point, when he realized the audience isn't helping, said, well, you guys are the one that picked this subject because you could either you could either do common commoners or royalty for the line of questions. And the the audience chose royalty, so they got Cinderella. And and once once his wife turned the audience off, he then attacked the audience as well. <laughs> and strangely, and and the 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 game show host, the entertainment staff, looked at them and said, "The audience told you the right answer, and you're telling them they're wrong. Maybe you should just take their answer." <laughs> so <laughs> it. It was it was quite it was quite the uh, it was quite the game show. I, I the the game show. If you haven't been to see it, don't go to see it. I don't understand what the rules are at all, <laughs> other than those people were funny. <laughs> all right. So, what would be one highlight from the cruise? I will say that it was a it was a very maritime sailing. They had a lot of nice uh, holiday type celebrations there. I know that they were having Hanukkah ceremonies every night. Uh, the first night we were on board, they did the tree lighting, which is a, which is a nice ceremony. They also did the Winter Wonderland Ball, which kind of takes the place of the family dance party, if you've ever seen that, where the characters come out and dance. Uh, in this case, they have dancers from the main show come out, and they do a performance. Uh, the characters come out. Uh, Santa and Mrs. Claus come out. And then, ever, uh, I believe, the... Uh, characters go out and dance with the kids. They pl- they playing. I think it's festive holiday music. But that was that was a lot of fun. Um, so that was you know a lot of the highlights of the of it being a very maritime cruise. They did not do the Christmas menu. Obviously, I think that's only done on Christmas. Um, but uh, all in all, the very maritime aspect of it was nice. And there was actually a tree on Castaway for our sailing. And Unlike other people's sailing. Yes, they actually have a proper gingerbread house, unlike other cruise ships in the Disney fleet, yeah. not naming any uh, any of the lesser ships, but <laughs> it was it was a it was a nice gingerbread house. Excellent. Well, I'm sounds like a great time, but all great times come to an end and you had to get home. And I think you were greeted by some fantastic weather coming back to Florida, if I remember right. I'll say during during our cruise, we we did have fantastic weather the entire time. It was in the upper 70s, low 80s. Um, I heard that the, the ships that visited Castaway after us did not have nice weather. Um, That's right. Um, detail so, podcast, not so much. Yeah, so... So both our days on Castaway were, were great. Uh, I don't remember if there was, I think there was some rain on our sea day, but, you know, it was a sea day and it was towards the end of the night, so it was all fine. <clears throat> so the final morning, uh, night before we'd set our luggage out, we went down to breakfast and we had, um, our luggage tags were Donald luggage tags and and. For some reason, I think I actually forgot to say which flight we were taking, 
and maybe I had left that we were leaving by car or, or private transfer or something like that. <clears throat> because after breakfast, we went and sat in the lounge uh, area, the adult lounge area in on the dream and waited and waited and waited and looked at our watches and waited. And, and I'm thinking the whole time, my flight leaves at 12.15. I need to drop bags at the airport by 11.15. It's now 9 o'clock. It's now 9.15. <clears throat> and finally, my wife, clearly the smarter, the two of us said, we need to get off the ship now. Like, and just go out there and wait for our luggage to drop. Because if we wait until they announce our luggage tags, there will be even more people in this line to get off the ship. So <clears throat> we left. Uh, we spoke to another couple that were from our area in the lounge. <clears throat> and they said they also had the same luggage tags. But their flights weren't till 4 in the afternoon. And they were going to go get a rental car. So we got off the ship. Uh, we then stood in a, in a non-moving line in the terminal. And I didn't know why. And then we moved again. And... We were in another non-moving line, and you could see the luggage that was set out, including all the Donald tag luggages. Luggage. I don't know why they hadn't already called the luggage tag, but they were all there. But they were just holding people and not letting them get to the, the line. And I don't know whether because the next non-moving line that we went to wasn't moving. But eventually, they let us go. We got our suitcases, and we went to this next non-moving line. And... I made the misguided assumption based upon one of my other cruises that a porter could help us get through these lines faster. So we got a porter to get our suitcases. But no, he just walked with us in this non-moving line. She uh, had a friend. We did, but the porter was nice. And then I, we didn't have to carry our suitcases. So it, it worked out fine. So we eventually got through all these lines, uh, I did see someone use the amnesty bin to drop a plant in that I don't know where the plant came from. I don't know if they pulled it out of their suitcase or they pulled it out of a bag, <laughs> but they just dropped it in the amnesty bin. And we all just stopped. It was like, where did that plant come from? But um, I think it was a, it was some floral decoration they had in their stateroom. But uh, we finally got to the, the cab that like the taxi line at like 1030. And I'm thinking, we have to drop our bags within 45 minutes or they're not going to make the flight. And my wife asked me, well, what happens if we don't get there an hour before? I said, I don't know. She said, what do you mean you don't know? What are we going to do with our suitcases? I said, I, I don't know, which is not an answer that you want to have <laughs> for the yeah. question. But we did make it to the airport by 1050 and we dropped our bags. And at that point where we dropped our bags, we found out that our flight was delayed 45 minutes but luckily i had seen that it already had taken off and was en route to miami so we knew okay the plane's gonna land uh, in miami and then we'll have a plane which will then take us back to dulles so um i had made the horrible mistake of not signing my youngest child up for clear because they used to be able to go with us through clear so since we had an extra 45 minutes we got her signed up to clear we went through the clear lines, uh, went through Prius at, uh, pre-check, and then we went down to our gates. And the United gates at Miami are few and relegated off to the middle of nowhere with almost no food choices down there other than a Quiznos and a Pizza Hut. Sounds pretty good. So, You've been there. 
yeah. Compared to Omaha, yeah. we have a Pizza Hut that's not even really a Pizza Hut. So, Same. But I will say that what we actually had at the United Gates was a United aircraft waiting for us with United pilots and flight attendants. <laughs> that once they cleared that plane and they <clears throat> got it got it ready to go, we all boarded the plane, backed away from the gate, and we flew home. Unlike the people that I met in the lounge from our area who uh, were flying southwest from Fort Lauderdale. And the last time I saw on the Facebook group, they were driving back yesterday from Florida. Now, that's a drivable trip in a day from uh, from um Miami, a, a very long day. Maybe you stay overnight or whatever, but it was, I'm sure it's not what they'd intended. Uh, they had also said that they went to get the rental car in Miami and there was a two hour wait for cars. So they never got the car. So I imagine they took a Lyft or an Uber to Fort Lauderdale Airport and spent at least that night there. They said the flight that was supposed to take off at four kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. They said they would push it back six minutes every six minutes and then and then finally at around 11 o'clock they canceled it so now all these people that are there whether they have their luggage or not or whatever have to figure out what they're going to do but um i think eventually they they made their way back home but it was it was not the uh, relatively quick flight that we had home well i'm glad you made it home in time for christmas Sounds like a great cruise, lots of fun, great stories, good food, sunny weather, double dip. Um, it sounds great. I'm jealous. I'm ready to go on the dream where they actually offer trivia. And, and where you can get Paulo and Remy. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm ready to go book it tonight, Michelle. Um, Joe, uh, could you please tell everyone where to find you? You can find me at backtothemouse.com. And uh, that's our web, my website. Um, and I'm also on Twitter at Back to the Mouse and on Facebook at Back to the Mouse. No TikTok? I don't TikTok. No, neither do <laughs> I. All right. Well, and thank and you I, have an Insta- I have an Instagram, but I don't think it's been updated recently. I'll make sure to double check for that one. So you can find all of that stuff in the show notes. Um, thank you very much for being the inaugural guest on Rope Drop on Deck. Uh, Michelle, any parting thoughts? No, I'm just ready to cruise again, get out of this Nebraska weather. But Southwest has our... They have you know, our... There's a lock on... Yeah. So <laughs> they have our funds. Until so. Southwest operates, we're dead in the water. Yep. So, all right. Uh, thank you for Joe. Back to the mouse. Michelle, I'm Doug. This has been another Rope Drop on Deck. <laughs>